This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Our computers oh. snuggle. I don't know if people have noticed that during the show. <laughs> they almost kiss. They almost kiss, <laughs> and they kind of are playing like a little weird twister thing. Uh-huh. They, like they kind of share the same space, a little kind co-mingling. Of. Yeah, uh, it's uncomfortable, and uh, quite frankly, not Christian. <clears throat> uh, but uh, they do—they're not married. <laughs> but uh, they do snuggle quite a bit during the show, and it's adorable. They do. It is yeah. adorable. It is. It's young love, and mm-hmm. it's nice to see. Uh, welcome to the Pat and Stu Show, 888 back. If you'd like to get in touch with us uh, any time during the year. <laughs> yeah, really, like any time, even on Christmas morning. Whatever. We're here yeah. answering the phones. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Especially on Christmas. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want to hear about the toys that you got, <laughs> all the cool stuff, you know, so we're here man in the phones. <laughs> what about New Year's? Oh, yeah. oh, we're here. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to need Jeff you on, uh, well, we're you on <clears throat> Christmas morning and New Year's, so answer phones. <laughs> so good luck with that. Uh, so <laughs> apparently there is a, a guy in New York who had an interesting plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a little different. Maybe then you might choose. Well, who, who know, am I to say? It's a lifestyle choice know. that's a, a bit different, different than maybe you or some mm-hmm. others. Um, what are we saying? There's no room for diversity anymore? No, apparently not. Huh. That's, I guess, what we're I, supposed I mean, to learn from this report. Um, he's actually, I guess, a New Jersey. He was in New Jersey, but he was in New York and uh, New Jersey trying to... Uh, recruit some people to his organization (laughs) nothing wrong with that you know uh we've all done it you know you try to get people behind a cause Mm -hmm. if something interesting going on hey we you know we need you to get involved yeah you know um and uh he was doing that i think somewhat successfully looking to try to build a kind of a small army of supporters and there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that no um the minor hiccup i guess in his plan was that the Mm -hmm. organization was uh isis uh (laughs) Which hmm. I guess uh, there's some some people who just do not like. Why? Because they're uh, anti-Arab. They're anti-radical uh, Islam. Yeah. Probably. They're anti-you know getting together in a group of yeah, people yeah. who have common values and goals. Loners, huh. you know, perhaps. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Nadir Sadeh, who was uh, <laughs> different than Sharday, the uh, singer. Different, different person. Yeah, this is not her then. <laughs> not at all. This is not her. No, okay. this is uh, mm. this is not the person who sang. Because no we haven't ordinary love. heard from her in a while. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. This is a really horrible song. <laughs> Smooth <laughs> operator. Oh, oh, God. I love that song. Uh, oh, you. 
Stop Love it. that song. Get out. That was, I can take everything else you do and stand for. I can't take you the fact for that drug you like abuse. It. No, I don't care. But smooth operator, now you've crossed the wow, line. Wow. Really. Get out. I, you didn't like No Ordinary Love, though? I did like the No Ordinary Love. No. That was pretty good. No. That was a sexy song. So, that. anyway, she's had a lot of time on her hands. Okay, yeah, but it's not she her. Has. Anyway, I okay. <laughs> she's had a lot of time on her hands. So, it's not her, you're sure. No, it's a different it's person. It's not Sade. It's a different person. All right. Um, okay, I'm relieved. <laughs> Nadir Sade, oh, who uh, lived in That's Rutherford so close. until he left the country May 5th, allegedly to join ISIS, mm -hmm. was arrested Monday on charges of mm -hmm. conspiring and attempting to provide material support to the terrorist organization. Uh, he was previously taken to custody in Jordan. Now, his brother, Allah, now I don't know if it's the Allah. Uh, my, my guess is probably not. Okay, you can't draw a picture of Allah, but you can have his name? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem right to me. Well, it's Mohammed. Every, you know, Mohammed yeah, but that's a prophet, would have right? a Which I know they revere greatly. But well, that's what I mean. But you can't draw a picture of the prophet right, Muhammad. Right, but I don't think you can. But you can name your either. you can name your son. That's well, Muhammad. that's true. So no, I, think, true. I think it fits. All right. Uh, Allah, along with at least three others in New York and New Jersey, were arrested in recent months in connection with the alleged ISIS cell. Mm. FBI said uh, Sade posted an anti-American message online beginning in 2012 and viewed a lot of the ISIS videos. Which who now, this isn't the Sade, that's the singer, right? We've no, this is that. not the singer, Jeffy. <laughs> okay. This is this that's is the guy sure. who's creating his own ISIS cell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, now we so have this no guy Charday. This guy's never even sung "Smooth Operator." He's never even heard the song. Oh my Makes God. him well, okay. That's enough, to, actually. Yeah. To me, that's enough to just uh, <coughs> deport him, him right by there. Itself. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know "Smooth Operator," yeah. and some of her other hits, uh, like "No Ordinary best. Love," <laughs> and those you like Joy can come up with. But I remember there were some others. I can't believe you came up with "No Ordinary Love." <laughs> I, I could what not have done that. that. What movie was that in? It was like I feel like it was in that. What was the movie where Demi Moore slept with? Uh, it was married to Woody Harrelson. Oh, Indecent Proposal. proposal was yeah. it Indecent Proposal, maybe? There was some movie it was in, and it was, I remember it being kind Look of it a... Look it up, Jeffy. Uh, kind of a, it was, it was, it was at the time pretty sexy. Mm -hmm. I think uh, mm -hmm. you know she had something going on. Yes, yeah, she did. Time and then she had. There was a couple <laughs> songs on that same CD that I remember being pretty, pretty good, but I can't remember any of them. No, you remember incorrectly. <laughs> they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now we know they're not good because she's obviously trying to form an ISIS right, cell. Right. But that back then, we didn't know too, that. We didn't know she was uh, against America back then. No, all we had to judge was a really bad music back then. <laughs> well, we should have we taken that into account. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, looks. And by the way, uh, and I'm pretty sure this is a, what disqualifies it for being a singer. Uh, he's 20 years old. <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah. That's. I'm pretty sure they're barely, not the same. And person. it's a he instead of a she. So. Well, yeah, that too. <coughs> uh, 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 he posted anti-American videos online beginning in 2012. Uh, at, uh, the agency said he praised the burning alive of a captured Jordanian pilot by ISIS fighters in a way to bring down the jokey nature of the segment really quickly, mm. uh, and uh, as well as the murders of several staff mem members of Charlie Hebdo. Uh, you know, he said, I mean, look, he's been trying to do this for two years okay, and finally got caught. Sade never did that, right? She never praised that stuff. And see, we don't have any, we don't have any information on it. She's never denied it. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't She's think she never has. denied it. We should look into her. Have the FBI investigate Sade. All right? What do you got for hits from, uh, from Sade? What are you uh, looking at? You got No Ordinary Love. Yep. Okay. Paradise. What Paradise, year? that's all right. Okay. Uh, par what year? Give me a year. <laughs> I need a year on these songs because it seems like it was the 80s, but maybe it was the 90s. Uh, I think No Ordinary Love was the 90s. All track yeah, 92 of time in space. 92, yeah, yeah. Feel No Pain, 92. Feel No Pain wasn't bad. Smooth Operator was what year? I actually remember these songs. <laughs> I'm going to say 88 on Smooth Operator. Yeah, that was 80s. In my, my mind, that was 80s. And uh, No Ordinary Love uh, prominently <laughs> featured.
and in? the film indecent images. Oh, good call! Wow, good call. See that? That's, that somehow wow. had some effect on me. I remember having the best of Chardonnay CD. Let me just walk you through. Do, this. do you really? I think I did. Oh, yeah. oh, and Love Deluxe. That's I remember that one, too. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of embarrassing. Why? Kiss of Life. I remember Kiss of Life being a song. That I was mean, she's really struggling now. Day. That's why she's trying to you know, join ISIS and get people to be with her. Well, that's the, the part that's really hard is because here's someone who I, I listen I to know. her music, and now she's trying to kill Americans? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. That's right? Our... 1984. Wow. wow. Wow, yeah, because was, there, was there was a long gap between long Smooth Operator gap. and No Ordinary Love. I think most people thought she was gone. <laughs> yes, and, and I was then, hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> and then I remember being pissed. I just remember <laughs> looking, thinking she looked pretty good on the cover of Love Deluxe. With and, no hair? And I will say she looks pretty good today. Is that, that's still a good cover. She looks, still looks pretty damn good on that cover, even today. But, yeah, that came out in 1992. Isn't that when she had the, like, she was shaved head or something? No, I think you're thinking of Sinead O'Connor. That might Maybe. <laughs> like getting, is Sinead O'Connor going to ISIS too? I mean, no. are they all gone to hell? No, she's with, no, the, she's with the IRA. IRA. Oh, yeah, okay. Totally. Irish Republican <laughs> Army. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. I don't either. Um, yeah, so, I like it. Yeah, yeah this is, I like it. There were some good songs off of that. I, I stand oh, by. Oh, good. I mean, don't stop there. I stand by, but I, I do... I do think now were there hidden messages for Islamic extremism oh, inside the songs about. like no ordinary love was that the love for Allah that would make you go and, and blow yourself up in front right. of a Sabaro exactly. we don't know no we and don't. she's never denied it I will say that that's on record <clears throat> never been denied her song from 2010 which I'm sure not very many people heard but it's called soldier of love Whoa! Uh, yeah, you do the math. Wow you do the wow. math she's pretty much admitting it there. is that the old right is that the old Donny Osmond song <laughs> I don't Look into it, Jeff. <laughs> 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 the old Donny Osmond song. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so is Donny Osmond? Doing, hey, listen, is, is Donny Osmond a terrorist? Listen, oh if God. she's doing what covers of Donny Osmond's song, though, I'm getting oh. leaning toward Pat's side. Yeah. yeah okay. Sucks. So what we know, what we know, just to kind of boil it down, Charday. Donny Osmond, mm. Sinead O'Connor, all terrorists for different <laughs> organizations. Yeah. Is there a Mormon terrorist group? Is that uh, something that? Uh, it's not something that I'm aware of. Okay, you need to look I, into that because oh, there's something. Why is Osmond doing this? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we'll, why is he doing we'll this? check on that too. We will get into that. Uh, <laughs> but the only way you're going to probably ever... do it because he hasn't had a hit since Soldier of Love. That's that might be the case. That might so, be the problem. It's a way to get attention. Yeah. So uh, he's still making lots of money touring, isn't he? Is he oh yeah. Still? Well, I don't oh, think he tour. He and Marie. <laughs> so little off topic. Oh, they're topic. in Branson. Uh, but they're either in Branson or Vegas, and I think they're in Vegas. I mean, and I think they play a sold-out show every night in Vegas. That Look that up, Jeffy. That has to. <laughs> Welcome to the show where we tell Jeffy to Google things. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of our main occupation here. Um, uh, now, the only way to stop terrorism, as we know, say it with mm -hmm. me, gun, gun control. control. That's right. <laughs> gun uh, control. Seattle City Council is expected to cast a final vote Monday. Um, which I guess uh, that's coming up. Uh, is that or did that we missed that? Is that from a couple of days ago? I don't remember. Um, uh, adds new taxes and regulations <coughs> on firearms and ammunition stole, sold in the city. Now they do. They've been doing such a good job with this fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage mm -hmm. that you want to make sure all the guns are off the street too. So you have absolutely no freedom whatsoever in the entire city. Uh, legislation passed anonymously uh, by the Education and Governance Committee uh, would implement a twenty-five dollar tax on firearms and a five cent per per round tax on in, uh, ammunition, and would force gun owners to report a lost or stolen firearm within 24 hours, which is weird because if you lost it, you might not know, or if it was stolen. Like, if my gun was stolen right now, I would not know because I don't look at it every day. Right. It's in a safe. Right. Uh, I assume it's not stolen. I assume when I go, if there's like a burglar comes in and I go to get it, 
it's going to be there, but I'm not 100% sure right now. Um, the uh, supporters believe the tax will deter criminals from buying a gun. Oh, yeah, because $25 is the difference between deciding to shoot up a movie theater <laughs> or not. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. um, and the revenue goes to violence prevention, which, of course, will not work in any way. Opponents say the measure would only hurt law-abiding and lower-income individuals, which, of course, is true, but not important to the people arguing <laughs> on the other side of it. Uh, it's kind of an amazing uh, 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 sort of uh, direction we're going <clears throat> in the country. Um, can I give you the stats on uh, Seattle's uh, minimum wage? Yes, you can. Right after I tell you that Donnie and Marie are appearing in Vegas at the Flamingo every night. Think about it. Okay, nightly. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be a fun show to go next time we go to Vegas. Seriously, yeah. I, you know, we joke, but I'd I love to see be. Donnie and Marie. I bet it would be I'd fun. Joke. I'd it love would be to. fun. First of all, I really like Donnie. He's a really good guy. Oh, yeah. I, the whole family. Really good guy. I mean, we whole know family a lot of these great. guys, they're, and they're great. Other than Marie. <clears throat> I don't Whoa. Know. You don't like Marie? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge uh, fan, if you will. She doesn't seem to have the same je ne sais quoi as uh, Marie Osmond? Donnie and the others. This is um, interesting. Are we hearing some behind the scenes? I, I don't know. Maybe a little harder to work with. Than some of the others, hmm. but I'm sure in that. her own special way, she's very special. Well, I mean, she's that process. much better, right? That, than the yes, rest of the exactly others. right, exactly right. But uh, you were talking about Seattle. <laughs> I was Seattle minimum wage passed at fifteen dollars. Very positive thing for people in the working class, oh, as you know, in restaurants or whatever uh, in, in the you community. Kidding me? So here is the, here are the facts. People uh, are rich now. Since, Everybody in Seattle is now rich. <laughs> in six months since they passed, this. I saw it with my own eyes. You did. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Re in the country. In the entire United States, mm -hmm. restaurant employment has increased by 131,000 jobs. All right. Okay? About 1.2%. Mm -hmm. um, in the six months since they passed this minimum wage, overall employment in the Seattle area has increased by 22,000 jobs and 1.2%. Mm. Restaurant employment in the rest of Washington State has increased by 2,800 jobs. So in Seattle, it's got to be like 50,000. Right. You'd think so, right? <laughs> yeah. About 3.2%. Yeah. Restaurant employment in the Seattle uh, area specifically decreased, shockingly, after all of these increases mm. all over America in the same state, decreased, and jobs in Seattle overall have gone up. But restaurant employment in Seattle decreased by 1,300 jobs, the largest mm. decline for the industry during that period since early 2009, the Great Recession. Wow. By the way, the minimum wage is only up to $11 so far. So it's not even up to $15 yet. And it's already. It's just from the 11 Add another rate. 4 bucks an hour and see what happens. Yeah, that's going uh, to be fun. Seattle sounds like a nice place to be. What it does? really does. Now, Seattle. You liked it when you were there. Oh, right? it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. That's different than awesome. I, I, I looked again today because, you know, it's 106 <laughs> in Dallas, yeah, Fort Worth today. You like today. the temperature of the place. That has nothing to do. And I, I'm looking at the weather, and it's 68 degrees in Seattle. I know. Yeah, 68 not, not freaking degrees. I mean, you saw the people dressed uh, beautifully in, during Black Lives Matter and Bernie Sanders' speech in the park. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. The long sleeve shirts on. And I mean, it is. It it's, it's a beautiful city. There's a lot to do. Uh, there's a lot of pot smoking going on yeah. out in public because yep. nobody has to worry about it anymore. Mm hmm. Uh, we actually were in uh, Pioneer Square, kind of downtown Seattle, and uh, there's three guys sitting there smoking joints as we walk <laughs> past them. Just, is it legal you know? in Washington? Yeah. It is. So it's yeah. full yeah. out legal. I don't, full out legal. It, well, when I say full out legal, what I mean is it's still completely illegal federally, but they, can, they just it do it. It is weird anyway. how these state laws are overriding. Yeah, it's the only thing. 
It's I mean, states can't do anything. can't handle their own health care, but sure, weird. they can just initiate their own drug policy. Can't handle their own immigration policy, but they can implement their own drug policy however they want, yep. <laughs> which is amazing. I, I mean, look, I, I like the state control, so I'm not that upset about it, but it would be nice mm. if they, I don't know, attached this to every other policy that was available. Right. Hmm. But apparently not. No, apparently not. Mm. So Colorado and, uh, and Washington... When somebody decides, you know, maybe the next president decides that, oh, by the way, federal law is going to be upheld in every state, it's going to be a problem mm -hmm. to, to work that out in Colorado and Washington State. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Right now, you can get a 72-hour emergency supply little kit there for you and your family for $10 yeah. from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is, is great because they do preparation really at any level that you want it. If you want to go <laughs> full out and bury yourself in a mountain and fill it up with all sorts of goods, they yeah. can do that for you. Get what uh, you know what most of us in, in my faith uh, refer to as a year supply. Right. Uh, that's a, it's, a good, it's a good place to go and, and get it and take, it, take care of it all at once. But this is a tremendous way just to get your foot in the door. Yeah. If you've been thinking, geez, i got to get some kind of preparation. I've got, I've got to get prepared some way, more than like Stu used to do with just the soy sauce, the duck sauce. Let's bring that up. But so, soy and duck, I think, are both important for so, preparation. Yeah, if you want to do more uh, than that, $10, you can't beat this price anywhere. And for the next 12 <laughs> hours, they'll even add free shipping to your order. Yeah, so, I mean, look, you got you know family of four, yeah. you get four of these things, you're prepared for your family in, in case of something, you know, just to get you through a few days, that there's an interruption mm -hmm. in the food supply, a natural disaster, a terrorist attack, whatever, 72-hour yeah. kit, only $10, including shipping. Call now, 800-478-8061. What's that number again? 800-478-8061. You're reading it, too. Huh? Same place. Just know I'm trying to remember because I'm... No, it's eight hundred four seven eight four seven eight eight zero six one. It's even on the TV okay, screen. Okay, so it would be. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Eight hundred four seven eight eight zero six one. It's my Patriot Supply. It's it not is. just food or morons reading numbers off of mm -hmm. screens. It's freedom. It's not your Patriot Supply. No. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another eighteen hundred dollars to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple H, seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, you know, these Taiwanese animators every once in a while uh, do these recaps of big events. Very I, I, I don't know where that came from or why, but the, it's turned out kind of popular, and people seem to like it. And they just did a recap of the big GOP debate last week. Let's take a look. 
America tuned in last night to watch 10 Republican hopefuls explain why they should be president. I like it better in Taiwanese. To participate, including PAC leader and. Go ahead, Stu, you can talk. Here they all come out of a little Volkswagen Beetle. Where's how billionaire businessman Donald Trump? Megan Kelly is dressed in a hotel dress, perhaps. A cleavage out there, and she threw a hammer at Donald Trump, and he fell down. Put his hair back on. Oh, and then he slapped Megan Kelly. Second in the polls, Jeb Bush said he should leave the GOP because his nickname, Vito Corleone, Corleone. Yes, he did. Okay, this is just very, very bizarre. I'm not sure it's even worth explaining. Oh, I, I like the representation of Chris Christie, though. <laughs> about 900 pounds. Well, because he's overweight, uh, much yeah. the same way as You're, uh, you are overweight. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a bizarre... That was weird. That was weird. That was just in a movie recently that I saw. I can't remember what... what the, does anyone remember this? There was a, it was like a movie <coughs> that came out recently that had... Seven Days in Hell. Seven... That is exactly what it is. Seven Days, seven in, days hell. in Hell, which is the... If you haven't seen this, which is it's really raunchy, but haven't. really funny. It's a fake documentary about a ridiculous mm -hmm. tennis match that HBO put together. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you told us about that. Yeah, there's a recreation of the, uh, of the ridiculous Taiwanese animation of the match in it um i was actually speaking of movies i was watching um uh idiocracy uh the other night mm -hmm. which I, I don't know for it gets more attention than the movie actually got because of the plot line which is kind of like everyone over time the stupid people breed more and the, the society gets so stupid that like they can't figure out even how to water plants anymore they start putting like gatorade on them and everything it's a you know if you haven't seen the movie it's it's worth a watch it's not a great movie but it's worth a watch but as I'm watching it I'm like this is just Donald Trump's every every Donald Trump fan that calls into the show has made up this society every Donald Trump Facebook uh, commenter is in this movie mm. <laughs> it is that level of just nonsensical rambling about a topic. Don't care what his policies are. Don't care. Just like calling everyone else stupid, and you don't understand. It's, oh God! If you're if you're as frustrated about the Trump thing as I am, look at the future and, and watch Idiocracy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen it? No. It sounds it, good though from your description. A couple of weeks ago, I I would like to see it. Yeah. It's it's you know like it's it. it's a classic. Yeah. It's classic. It's Mike Judge too, who did um, he initially did Beavis and Butthead, but he did uh, Office Space. Oh wow! And did um, the what's the Texas King of the Hill, right? King of the Hill. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff and like edgy I, stuff. It's yeah, it's stuff that I feel like is more cult classics mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. actual like giant money makers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he's now doing uh, what's the show on HBO, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, don't know it. Yeah, it's kind of like making fun of Silicon Valley. All right, uh, it's uh, not a serious documentary about Silicon Valley, because that's not the style of movie he does. I see. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate the clarification there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so a fisherman at Pacific Beach in San Diego uh, apparently took issue with uh, being watched by a drone and uh, took the drone down with his fishing pole like this.
fishing out on the pier. And uh, for some reason, they... Oh, he actually threw the line onto the drone. Oh, oh you can see the line He's trying to escape. connected to it. And somebody's apparently trying to bring it back. Let's see if he can reel it in. It's a good fisherman right there. No kidding. Where the heck did he get that? To hook that thing is unbelievable. So did he bring it down? Well, it says in the setup he brought it down, but I don't think he did. That would have been really impressive if he could have reeled it yeah. in. I don't think the guy would have the funny music and think it's hilarious no. uh, if he lost his $500 drone. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> it was a little too much power for the, uh, for the for the fishing line, huh? Maybe. Snapped, I don't That's know. That's surprising, though. Those things yeah, can't, I know. It can't be stronger than a big fish. I wouldn't think so. No. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. There's a big drone thing going on right now in um, in uh, New uh, New York and New Jersey. Yeah, they've been going by the airports. Because, bad. well, you know, it's funny because I wish it, we, if we could pull up a map of between where Kennedy <laughs> is and where Newark is. They're close. They're pretty close. Yeah. But how many miles away? I mean... Mm. Jeffy, five miles. <laughs> Go Google that. Ten, five. Yeah, maybe ten. Let's say five. I'd say ten. I was gonna guess ten miles. Maybe not even very more. Far, but I maybe mean, five or ten. But they're pretty far. No, Newark though. I'm talking. Not not. Uh, oh, right. Newark, Laguardia. Oh, I was thinking Laguardia. But it oh, is as okay. the crow flies. No, they're quite so a bit further. It's fur further, yeah. but it's not like ten or fifteen. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say Newark in that area. So they're like, well, these these drones have been showing up by the airports. And uh, and they're showing like the airports and everything on Fox. They're showing like a map of the airports and, and, and where the drones are being sighted. And they show it. And there's there's here they're seeing these drones right in between these two airports. And I'm like, well, what it, seemingly you're showing is someone flying a drone approximately 10 miles away from one airport and 10 miles away from another airport in Brooklyn, which is not close to no. either airport. I mean, right. I, I don't. They want so bad to regulate these things. Yeah, they sure I do. Know. And if you look at the map, uh, straight line is got to be twenty, maybe twenty miles. So you're right 20, because yeah. the road, the highway, the highway map is saying thirty. You know, a little right, right around thirty, right, thirty-two, but line and that's to cut yeah, the corner. yeah, yeah. So say it's twenty miles. I mean, but if you're in Queens and you're between JFK and LaGuardia, that's more of an issue. It's yeah, it's closer. But, um, but I think, like you just, I think at this point the pilots see the danger. Obviously, they could there yeah. could be an incident, so they yeah. want there to be some regulation. But didn't they have a near miss of a plane and a drone well, recently? They keep but what Stu is saying misses, is, that, and I don't know that they actually are. Like, yeah. if a pilot sees a drone, it's a near miss. Right now, obviously, like they move pretty quickly. Um, but I, I have a my sense of this is, and I could be wrong. My sense of this is they really want those things off. They want them out of the air, and they don't want p private people flying them anywhere near airports, uh -huh. so they want re new regulation, which they will eventually get, because eventually one will come too close, and they will, they will, you know, they will yeah. regulate it. And there'll be a problem. But right now, you can kind of do what you want with them, it's, largely. It's sort of like if an asteroid comes within 1.9 million miles of <laughs> Earth, it's a near miss. I could be wrong, you but know? that's the sense I get. Because they keep talking about it, and it's like, well... You know, if someone is standing, like, right by the fence of the airport and waiting for a plane to come in and then launching it up and trying to hit the plane, like, that is, you know, look, a serious infraction. But mm -hmm. if someone's just flying, they said it was, it was about two to 3,000 feet in the air, and these things can go pretty high, um, which is interesting. And I also thought to myself, almost all of them are controlled by the Internet, which is mm -hmm. interesting because mm -hmm. they can look at all of our emails, they can look at all, but they can't track what drone is being controlled by through the internet uh, by what person? They can't track this back. It seems like they have, I mean, especially with a warrant, they would have no problem, but apparently they do have them.
Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd never thought of it that way. Triple eight seven two seven back. You were mentioning yesterday. Speaking of documentaries, the Bitcoin documentary. Oh yeah. The, and uh, we apparently have a little trailer for the documentary. You haven't seen this one yet, right? No, I did. The rise see and this rise. Is, this is the one I saw. Bitcoin. The rise this and is rise the one. of Bitcoin. You can watch okay. it on. Uh, I believe it's on demand. It might be Netflix, but it's, I was watching one on demand too, and I, I think it was on Netflix, and uh, it was fascinating. It's you're fascinated by Bitcoin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, it's complicated, but it's fascinating. Um, and I'm not sure if this is the same one. Let's take a look at the uh, uh, at the trailer. Bitcoin is the most subversive technology on the planet. This is a system that is growing around the entire world. The government, no matter how many guns they draw, cannot change a mathematical problem. They can point their guns at 2 plus 2, but it's always going to equal 4. Welcome to the financial renaissance. Invented in 09 by a fictitious person named Satoshi Nakamoto. Over time, I think Satoshi learned to trust me. My last email to him yeah, this is the one. was telling him that I had agreed to go visit the folks at the CIA. It's the smartest people in the room that are the most excited about this. So what are they seeing? My involvement in Bitcoin is not politically motivated. Yeah, dude. People are realizing large capital gains. When we go in, cameras down first until we get to your servers. And exactly. Then back up. From craze to crash. The value of the virtual currency Bitcoin has plunged. Anybody with experience just made a ton of money. Anybody who was silly about their Bitcoins just lost a ton of money. Depending on who you speak to, the issuance of our guidance was either the best thing that ever happened to Bitcoin or the worst thing. Politically, I'm not a very big fan of either the banks or Federal Reserve, and Bitcoin allows me to get around that. At least two dozen companies mm. have been subpoenaed by New York's Department of Financial Services. Regulations cannot keep pace with the pace of innovation. Explaining Bitcoin to a bank feels like explaining Amazon.com to Barnes & Noble. Bitcoin currently is the largest social economic experiment ever conducted in the history of the world. I see the democratization Absolutely. of technology as being a really positive thing. The pressure to not screw up just gets bigger and bigger. You can basically put a bank in your pocket. That's pretty amazing. Huh. It's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know... Uh, to see it actually happen, I mean, it is something that goes around all those systems that we continually complain about, which mm -hmm. is kind of nice. And, um, you know, to watch the rise you see in the movie, they call it the rise and rise of Bitcoin, but there's a lot of falling, too. <laughs> and there's a lot of companies that fail and people who get arrested. And, I mean, there, it's, it's, a, it's a complicated picture. It talks about one guy who's doing the mining of the, of the Bitcoins, which to me is like I, it's, it's stupid. way beyond what I understand. But it's also, you know, it's not like you're going to get wealthy from, from mining Bitcoins anymore. Anymore. I mean, uh, people you know, really, Maybe at the very beginning it would well, have been In the movie they talk lucrative. about Lucrative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really lucrative. For example, the very first Bitcoin transaction ever recorded, mm -hmm. you, you may have seen this in the movie, was t someone sent 10,000 Bitcoins mm -hmm. uh, for two pizzas. Oh, my gosh. Two pizzas he got. Yeah, now, I forgot about they're that. Papa John's Jeez. pizzas, by the way. <laughs> so two Papa John's pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoins. Currently, right now, um, one Bitcoin is about $300. So 10,000 times three. I mean, you're talking about a lot of money. Um, and now they're, uh, and it's been as high as $1,200 per, per Bitcoin. So it's gone up and down pretty erratically. But so if you're a miner for mm -hmm. Bitcoins, um, what you do is you set up a system 
of computers mm -hmm. that just run an algorithm that tries to find them. Yep. 24-7. You and just keep it going. Yep. And then every once in a while, at some boop rate, one's going to pop up. Right, and they become more and more scarce, like more and more difficult to solve the problems as the computing pro yeah, there's uh, be power increases. 23 so, million? Eventually, yeah, twenty-one million. I think. Twenty-one, um, somewhere in there. But the guy, one of the guys in the movie, goes and buys all this high-tech equipment. <laughs> By the time it gets delivered, it no longer can produce a profit. <laughs> That's how hard it is to do. So there's people with server farms that are doing this and actually, uh, you know, locking these things in. And if the price yeah. goes up, I mean, there's only twenty-one million of them forever, uh, and they come out at a very predictable rate because it gets more, uh, the systems recalculate how difficult it is. So it's constantly getting more and more difficult to get one, mm -hmm. uh, and costs more and more. And just the power of running these computers winds up doing. That's it why at times. you know Bitcoin. What, what could it? What is the breadth? Yeah. Of it, Wait, uh, you know, it, there's only going to be 21 million of them. That's it why it's it exciting, though. Can't, but it can't, it, can, it can't service all of our currency. It can. It's just a matter of, of the value of them. Because you can, do, you can take. It can be one ten thousandth of a Bitcoin could be, you know, um, what you know could be worth ten thousand dollars at some point. Who knows? So it, it just the value goes up. Yeah, the, but I don't have any. So the point right. is, get them. I don't have any. Well, the so point I is that that's the value of, of Bitcoin. Is they, they, there's no printing of extra money. The, the federal yeah. government or the Fed doesn't yeah. decide to print it's extra actually Bitcoins. based on the Bitcoin. It's based on a, 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 a limited value. The supply. And that's it. So yeah. it's pretty interesting stuff, and it it's a worth it's a worthwhile. If you don't understand Bitcoin, it's a pretty good uh, documentary to kind of just get you up to speed on it a little bit, and, and it tells sort of the story, and you kind of learn from the personalities involved in it. Yeah, uh, and, and you may decide you, you just want to buy like eleven computers and just start an algorithm, <laughs> yeah, and just mine for Bitcoin. Yeah, so the Jeff, rest you should life. try that. Yeah, you, you, should, should you know what you should do. Hmm. Because you could drop out of work and do that full time. Oh my God, Jeffy, just you look, have to do that. You have to do look it. Look at your computers. Oh, you'll show them. You'll show and the man. Run through their their algorithm and just make sure they all stay on. Just do it with your phone. Just just ah, quit. Ah, it's a great start idea. Start your phone up. All right, we'll see you. In the meantime, uh, more patents do come up. You think it'll work? Why are you no, still I, don't, I don't know. But while you're still here. Do you know, of course. It, you know, it, the thing is, you can't not try. I just get an app on my phone. Right, yeah. No, no you gotta go home. You gotta, get home. you gotta get out of here for sure. <laughs>
fled in his vehicle, stopped by the police. Magotti was charged with second-degree breach of peace and oh second-degree reckless endangerment. Why did he run? Um, Why did he run? Because they were all after him in his yeah, face. How after did him. you give a wet willy to my four-year-old? Yeah, how did you give a wet willy to a four-year-old? Wouldn't you just say... Hey, that wasn't very nice to give a wet willy to a four-year-old. What are you doing touching my kid? Get away from me. I mean, Get it is a little creepy. If, if you don't know it's the creepy. kid... creepy. You don't know the kid? Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know that it's... It's creepy, but is it... Is all it these a, charges? Is it second-degree reckless endangerment no. of a child? No. I mean, is you there? don't know what else he had on his finger. It's true. Um, Jeffy, you would know this. Is there a crime for just being creepy? Is that a crime? They certainly wish there was, and well, they tried to make it yeah, one. Yeah, you'd be doing life they if there were. They tried to make it one. <laughs> tell you that. You are weird. Uh, <laughs> 888-727-BECK. Anyway, the guy's got to appear in court on uh, August 19th. That's <laughs> an interesting story. To uh, stand up to the charges. <laughs> Uh, there you go. We're um, crazy. We're, we're a crazy society. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't look. If you sure. go up and touch somebody, I mean, I'd be pissed, kid, and I probably yeah. hit the guy in the face. Yeah, and then I hit him in the face. If it's if it's my four year old right. kid, I'm gonna bash him in the face, and I'll probably get arrested. But that's the end of it, right? That's, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna charge him with reckless endangerment. That's bizarre. Nah, that's bizarre. Yeah, that's a real weird story. Meanwhile, uh, this is kind of a great story because to hear that this can still happen in America, it, it just kind of feels good. It's amazing, I think, that a 46-year-old truck driver in Mississippi won the Democrat nomination for governor with zero advertising. He spent no money on his campaign. None. For one thing, he's a truck driver, and so he doesn't have a lot of money to spend, certainly not of his own. And apparently he didn't have uh, huge fundraisers like everybody does. And normally to run for governor of a state, I don't know, that would definitely cost millions. I don't know how many, depending on how big the state is, it would kind of determine how many millions. But in Mississippi, definitely millions. He spent none, no <laughs> money, has the nomination. He's going to run against the Republican uh, candidate for governor. And you might say, it's well, amazing. at least he, he knew going in he was going to get one vote. No. Because he didn't actually vote in his own primary. <laughs> he didn't have time. He didn't have time. He was busy doing other things, um, which is int <laughs> interesting. So no vote from himself. He can't explain how he defeated the trial lawyer who was the favored candidate of the party establishment. So Tuesday's it wasn't primary. like he was running alone or unimposed, right? Right. There was somebody else in there. There's a trial lawyer running against him. I think a, a big part of this is... Um, this happened with Alvin Green yes, in, it did. Uh, in South Carolina. It was the same yeah. story. They had someone who was actually is somewhat a legitimate candidate. Look, you're not winning in Mississippi as a Democrat, likely. Uh, but you never know. Um, and the same thing in South Carolina. You're not mm -hmm. going to win the Senate seat of Jim DeMint. But, so they didn't really bother rolling out a high-profile candidate. Um, but so people walked in there, and they're Democrats. And they're like, well, uh, I, I don't know these guys. I'll just pick the name I like. And so with Alvin Green, it kind of it was a name that kind of rolled off the tongue. I don't know how this guy. Rogelio V. Solis? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. That's great. I guess they just looked at it and was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick uh, this guy. Who was the other guy? Do we know the other uh, guy's name? I don't see his name. No, I don't, uh, I don't see his name. Jeffy, can you Google that? Yeah. I, actually, he, his name, that's not Rogelio. That's, okay, Rogelio. He's just standing there. When apparently they were doing Rogelia versus Solise, this guy <laughs> okay. is Robert Gray. Uh, 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 that's a, uh, that's, that's a, a uh, photographer, I, I guess. Uh, so Robert Gray, people looked at hey, Robert Gray. Sounds like a good guy. Pick him. Like that's really what comes <laughs> what it comes down to. That must be the photographer. Did that. I guess um, I, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, 
And he says, everybody's trying to figure out who I am. I guess I'm a quiet person by nature. Uh, he goes by the CB handle, if you're looking for him, uh, you know, out mm-hmm. on a truck stop. He still has, first of all, still has a CB. And he still has a handle, Silent Night, uh, because he's not exactly chatty. Yeah, I, I would say that he's probably not going to win. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, I think I, I rate his, I, we can now call the state of Mississippi. Uh, for the Republican. For whoever the Republican it's in the Republican is. hands. <laughs> uh, is it still, uh, I don't even know who's governor in Mississippi right now. Do you have any idea? Uh, Phil Bryant. Phil, Phil Bryant. Bryant, of course. I was, I was just going to say. Governor is it still Phil Bryant? Phil Bryant. Okay. <clears throat> 888-727 back. <laughs> More buttons, too. Is inevitable, I suppose. He, he uh, uh, Robert Gray defeated uh, Vicki Slater, the okay. trial lawyer. Good. And the uh, Dr. Valerie Adrian. Adrian mm-hmm. Smart Short. So it was an two more winners. Democratic Party. Yeah. Didn't want the chase. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. You know what I love about North Korea? They're like a pretend country. <laughs> They're like a, <laughs> like unless a, you live there. <laughs> yeah, unless you live there, and then it's not so funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, to those of us on the outside looking in, thinking, well, you guys are like eight-year-olds running a country, saying, you know what? I'm so pissed at, at Billy. I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the time to a different time zone that nobody else is on. I'm gonna go back not an hour, but thirty minutes. And that's what they're doing. They're going, they're creating their own Pyongyang time which is 30 minutes earlier than South Korea and Japan. They will beat them to everything. They're going to beat them, mm-hmm. except for they're going 30 minutes behind, I think. Oh. Yeah, behind those of South Korea and Japan. Well, they're just a day earlier than they're 23 hours and 30 minutes early. Okay, y- y- yes, That's how you, I could, you could look at it mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. except you'd be wrong. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they announced Friday they're creating their own time zone, like I said, Pyongyang time, and set their clocks 30 minutes behind those of South Korea and Japan. Change is set for August 15th, 70th anniversary of Japan's defeat in World War II, which freed the Korean Peninsula from Japanese rule. And by the way, you're welcome. Okay? You're welcome. That was us. Okay? That was us. Not not you, the North Koreans. That, That was us that defeated the Japanese. Uh, the current time on the peninsula, nine hours ahead of coordinated universal time, was set by Japan. Uh, and so, because they apparently are super anti-Japanese, just like they're anti-American, they decided they, that they uh, wanted to throw everything off because they hate vestige, any vestige of colonial domination, as is Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Japan has an incredible empire now, incredibly spread well, out. We've got Japan. You got, yeah, okay, it's spread up, but not just in part of Japan. It's through all of Japan. Yeah, it's the entire, people don't even realize, it's the entire island. It's the entire Uh, island. It's not just Tokyo. It's a whole whole island of Japan. Island. Mm -hmm. So that's Uh, their empire right there. They got North, Central, and South Uh, Japan. Western and Eastern Japan. I mean, you're trying to make it smaller than it is, Stu. It's Japan. (laughs) Right. Don't try to minimize what they're doing. It's all of it. It's all of Japan. And I think there might be some, like, islands off of Japan, right, that they also Mm -hmm. have. So, I mean, this empire is crazy like that. It's spread out so much. And so now it's just Japan. And so Mm -hmm. what an empire. And now they're not 
you know, they're not going along with that imperial vestige anymore of the time that Japan uses. <laughs> I don't know how this helps. How does that help them? I don't know. I guess they're just trying to get rid of like it, what they see as a negative thing in history. I don't know. Like, let's just say, for example, uh, a society were to just ban a flag that had been around from history for a really long time. No. I mean, people would say that's ridiculous. It's stupid. Please. But this is North Korea. It's the sort of stuff that they do. <laughs> you know. So I think. Uh, I mean, seriously, that's how ridiculous it yes, is. It is. I mean, it's it's it we, something we don't like in our history. Right, like we don't like yes. the Confederacy, we don't like the fact that we had the Civil War, so yeah. we're taking it and we're just, you know, acting as if it's affecting us today in some way and banning it. What's the difference? Yeah. Wow. Stupid. It really is stupid. stupid. It really is. Another uh, uh, stupid occurrence is that, uh, according to their Friday press release, Target is going to phase out gender-based signage. At their store. I'm kind of a skeptic on this story. I don't I think I believe too. it. You don't really? believe it either? It's for me. I, I looked, I looked, the story looked real. It looks real when I searched around this morning because that's the first I've heard of it. I, you did the same but, thing I did. That's interesting. But I'm like, I, I don't buy it. I, I, let me, so the story is basically they're going to not have boys and girls sections anymore because they're mm -hmm. too hateful. And so I saw that and I got some, I was talking to, <laughs> yeah. to my wife and she sent it to me and I was like, well, this doesn't seem real. So I clicked on the story she sent. And it brought me to some website that appeared to be ABC News in New York. So I looked at it, and I'm like, I mean, it looked like a real story. And I was like, wow, I should send and this it over for referenced a, It referenced a press release. Right. And, and then I, so then I, I took the extra step, however, of Googling what the website is for ABC News in New York. And it was a different website. So I kind of was like, oh, okay, this has got to be a BS story. But Mediate is reporting it. I mean, yeah. it's, I know NBC, it's everywhere. NBCnews.com. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it does seem it's like an it's actual real. story. That's I mean, that's how stupid. You talk about stupid. They, are you kidding? You're not going to have a boys and girls section anymore. They're just going to be a kids section. And it says it's because complaints of people who are saying you're enforcing gender no, stereotypes. Stop it. Nobody's complaining. Nobody. Yeah, no, they had the, the, now the story. Actors. Three the story actors. talked about yeah, some lady that was mad about a girl's uh, a, a toy that was specifically said girls. And the same toy specifically said boys, and she was like, "Why? What's the point? What are you doing?" And I, I, I don't remember what I'll, I'll have to find the story, but she that was their that was their big deal of this here's changed the entire Target franchise. Here's what it says in the story: uh -huh. Over the past year, guests have raised important questions about a handful of signs in our stores that offer suggestions based on gender. No, those aren't important questions. Those are questions you should say, I'm sorry, there's <laughs> boys and they're girls. If you don't like it, get out and go to Walmart. <laughs> Come on. They've raised important questions. Shut up. Molly Snyder, a spokeswoman for Target, told NBC News, the ways that people shop are continually evolving and changing. We tried to look at what makes sense and what doesn't. Then why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense it was a building set was the one i was with this ohio called autographer labeling building set and girls building set so she tweeted the photo and said don't do this and this made this brought down the the target boys and girls section i don't know and, and so they say um we've heard you and we agree <laughs> we, heard you. we heard who <laughs> they, they, what i bet at most one or two yeah, people and guaranteed activists um like historically guests have told us that sometimes when shopping for someone they don't know signs that sort by brand age or gender help them get ideas and find things faster yes yes by the way they have different sizes too
Like, yes. the sizing scale for girls is different than the sizing scale for boys. It's, you know, I wonder why that is. I bet you it's because uh, some people are um, uh, overweight. <laughs> I don't know. That's where we're going. Yeah. You think it's because of that? Yeah, that's, okay. I think it's because of that. Like Jackie. Show triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. This is a fascinating uh, story I've never heard before about uh, Jerry Lewis, who did a film once that he was so ashamed of he swore it would never see the light of day. It's probably about to see the light of day. Mm. Um, it was a Holocaust movie, and you know there's some things that never should probably go together, like uh, Holocaust clown and movie. Like a Holocaust clown movie doesn't sound good to me. Mm. It, really? um, no, but he, uh, in 1972, he, he was tempted to, he, he tried to combine the three. Yeah, it was a little late. Uh, like, you feel like one of these movies could have been made back in the, you know, in the war. Like, you know, because people were trying to talk about the current events and they put a... But in the mm -hmm. 70s, you waited 30 years to make a clown movie about, yeah, about the Holocaust? It doesn't really work, does it? Um, yeah. He quickly regretted his decision, though. <laughs> yes, he did. And it wasn't released. Uh, he insisted the film would never be seen. He buried it within a Los Angeles Times article about lost films. And now it's being resurrected. Holocaust drama stars Lewis is a German clown with the uh, Mel Brooksian name of Helmut Dork. When Dork mocked Hitler, he was punished for his crimes by being given the job of entertaining kids before they were sent to the gas chamber. Holy crap! Sound like fun? Oh, boy. Wow, that's not a, Jeez, not a, not a fun man. movie. No wonder he didn't want it to be seen. The film was considered too tasteless to release for years. Lewis himself despised the movie, which was, you know, so far from his... Work that everybody loved, like Nutty Professor, and all the stuff he was really known for. So he really thought it would damage his uh, his name and his career. And he told the Cannes Film Festival in 2013, it was bad, and it was bad because I lost the magic. No one will ever see it because I'm embarrassed at the poor work. <laughs> oh, if this is his wish, why are we going to see it? Right. I don't know. I I'm not gotta, sure. I don't know. Um, you don't, they're not necessarily going to come out right away. Uh, according to Vanity Fair, the Library of Congress has agreed to not screen the movie, at least for a decade. Kind of, I guess, waiting, waiting for, him, for to him, die, him to die. Really, which is yeah. kind of odd. So he's 89 years old. In a decade, he'd be 99 and probably gone. And, and then I guess they could show the film. But that's really, if, he, if it's his wish for it to never be seen, and he did it, it should never be seen. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I don't understand why... Um, family he said uh, yeah. he, he said it's either better than Citizen Kane or the worst piece of S anyone has ever loaded onto a projector, which I think by his own description, it's kind of the secondary one there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's an interesting idea. 
hey, let's come up with a hilarious movie about kids going to the gas chamber. It's not necessarily the normal target zone no, for comedy. No, it's really not. Uh, no. But uh, it's a, I, I mean, I, I would love to see it. Would, I mean, I, would I don't think I should be able to because it's his mm -hmm. wish. Yeah. Uh, however, I would love to see it. I mean, the idea of a terrible Just movie like this. Bizarre. I know, it's really strange. Just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, though, um, it's kind of an interesting m movie coming out because it seems like it's already been done by Vince Vaughn. But uh, somebody else wanted their crack at an intern movie, too. Uh, and apparently, uh, Robert De Niro is the guy who wants to be an intern now. Here's, what? here's a look at a trailer from a Robert De Niro movie called The Intern. In retirement, there's an ongoing, relentless effort in creativity. Tried yoga, learned to cook, bought some plants, took classes in Mandarin. Believe me, I've tried everything. I just know there's a hole in my life, and I need to fill it. Soon. I'm Ben Whitaker. I have an appointment with Miss Austin. So she's meeting with her new intern. That's me. How old are you? 70. You? I'm 24. I know I look older. It's a job. It ages you, which won't be great in your case. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Jules. I'm Ben, your new intern. I'm glad you also see the humor in this. Be hard not to. Don't feel like you have to dress up. I'm comfortable in a suit if it's okay. Old school. At least I'll stand out. I don't think I'm gonna need a suit to do that. Want the door uh, open or closed? Doesn't matter. Open, actually. You get used to me. Look forward to it. Mandarin trick is busy. Mr. Congeniality. Everybody loves him. Here she comes. Hey, Beck, what's up? You look really nice. How long can a woman be mad at you for? I assume you talked to her, apologized. I emailed her. Subject line, I wrote, I'm sorry, with like a ton of O's. So I was like, I'm sorry. With a sad emoticon <laughs> where he's crying. Our investors just think that a seasoned CEO could take some things off your plate. I did not see that coming. She's just trying to do right by everybody. The company, the family. The pressure was unbelievable. You started this business all by yourself a year and a half ago, and now you have a staff of 220 people. Remember who did that? Good times. The truth is, something about you makes me feel calm, more centered or something. I could use that, obviously. How in one generation have men gone from guys like Jack Nicholson and Harrison Ford to... <laughs> Actually, it's pretty good. That looks better than the other end. Oh, yeah. There's another does. oldie but goodie here. How's that, Ben? Well, it's for that. Oh, boy. Here you go. You're not as old as I thought you were. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Uh, so does he become the CEO then? Is that what happens? I don't is, that, know. is that the inference I got there? So they bring him on because he's old. Yeah. I don't know. I, it actually I doesn't know. look like it would be bad. Um, no, it looks good. I mean, look, America has been demanding movies about internships for a long time. And now finally we're getting. And some. finally we're getting a couple. Um, <laughs> now people have learned, of course, that they, what they want are people uh, stories about old interns, yes. not middle-aged interns, right. which is what the last one was. <laughs> right. Um, actually, if you did you see the internship? It was the Vince Vaughn movie. I, I love Vince Vaughn. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. um, not my favorite uh, Vince Vaughn movie, however. Yeah, but they worked um, at Google. And, uh, yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that good. Worked at Google. Wasn't that good. I like so Owen Wilson too. Middle aged, uh, but yeah, just. I do too. It was he's one of those just did work. Yeah. To me, you know. I mean, I mean it I, happens. I will say there's a couple of Vince Vaughn movies that he's released recently that were very underrated. 
Um, like the one where he was, um, what was the one where he uh, fathered like was 300 the children? Yeah. It was um, pretty good. It was actually pretty, it's not pretty bad. good. It was a good movie. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was actually, I actually yeah. liked it a lot, but uh, the, the internship was not my favorite. What do you think of Anne Hathaway, by the way? Uh, what's, uh, what question are you asking? <laughs> Which, what are your thoughts, caller? Uh, what your angle thoughts? am I looking at her at? No, I'm just wondering what you think. Just generally, um, mm -hmm. I think she's a very good business. She's person. a fine actress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you I, I, I will say I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge Anne Hathaway fan. Yes, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not a huge right. fan. Not my favorite. Jeffy, I mean, I'd put her up on a website. Sure, why not? <laughs> that's not. <laughs> I don't think that was my question. That's not what we were asking. But okay. And I think you know that. Right. I think you know. <laughs> and by the way, you know she's also already up on several of your websites. <laughs> uh, so. She's not aware of a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <Thank God. laughs> Uh, plus, there's a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie because, uh, like the intern movies, we've been clamoring for yet another, for the 15th Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So they did reboot it already once? I don't, I don't remember I the reboot. I think so. Yeah, it's rebooted for a second time. It, it, they went through every possible scenario and a bunch of that you couldn't go through. They still went through them. And then they rebooted the whole thing, and then they went through all of that. And I think he died again. He, now he's back again. Is it Robert England too? No, I think he's Same finally guy? gone. I think he's I gone. Think. But because they're saying they have the original series, Robert England, mm -hmm. and then this new one, and they're saying there was another one in between. Because I think so. They're saying a 2003 reboot of Friday the Thirteenth crossover, Freddy versus Jason, which, by the way, was awesome. <laughs> Did anybody see Freddy versus Jason? Uh, no. Yeah, it was solid, wasn't it? I'm looking for some nodding heads out there. But yes, it was actually... Uh, uh, no, I didn't. I did see it. Uh, you did see it? In the theaters. Or no, to the theater. No, you did see it. Oh, yeah, I was there. Embarrassing. It was good. It's embarrassing. It made a lot of money, if I remember right. It's embarrassing. I'm going to look it up now. That's embarrassing. No, it was good. Uh, also, uh, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Business Insider has rated his four best movies. Or his, these are his four best movies, according to Nicolas Cage. Does he have a best movie? That's my question. Oh, I think so. I think oh, he's yeah. Exactly. Like, he's made a lot of he's, movies. He's, he's got some great movies. He was in um, uh, Moonstruck, which is a great this movie. Is, this is not in the, that's, in the that's conversation. That's a long time ago. That is a great movie. Not in the a conversation. Long time ago, yes. By the way, Freddy vs. Jason, $82 million <laughs> the thing made. Yeah, it sucks. On a $30 million budget. It's a worthwhile watch. Oh, I bet. Uh, <laughs> talking to Time recently about his upcoming role in a new political drama, The Runner. Uh, he said there, there's a few of his favorite roles. I thought that Werner Herzog and I uh, got up to something special in Bad Lieutenant. Anybody see Bad Lieutenant? That's one of uh, his favorite. I think I, I, think I did, too. I may have seen see that. that. Yeah. Certainly Mike Figgis and I found something pretty emotionally naked in Leaving Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I didn't see Leaving Las Vegas. I mean, that was a good movie. Yeah. It was kind of weird, though. Oh, it well. was good. It was good. I mean, it was dark. I was, was very weird. happy with Vampire's Kiss. None of these I've seen, which, in my opinion, was almost like an independent laboratory to start realizing some of my more expressionistic dreams with film performance. This guy's so weird. <laughs> then, using what I had learned in Vampire's Kiss and putting it into very big action movie in the form of Face Off with John Woo, yeah, okay, that was an okay movie. If you look at those two movies back to back, you can see where I stole my performance from in Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> he didn't name any decent movies there, did he? What's well, a good okay? Here, national treasures. I love the national treasures. The first one. National treasure. I love those. I had the list here. Face Off is his great number one, one highest rated. I mean, he he was a producer on the Wrestler, which got really good rate reviews. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, Face Off, ninety two percent. Moonstruck, ninety two percent. Yep. Uh, then you've got uh, let's see, 
Um, adaptation, which I was excited to mm. see and did not like at all. Adaptation, which got ninety-one really? percent. Raising Arizona, ninety percent. Yeah. Weird. Leaving Las Vegas, eighty-nine, which was was quite a good movie, but very dark. Bad Lieutenant, mm. two thousand nine, eighty-seven percent. Uh, then you've got Joe, which I don't remember, 2014, 86%. I don't 86%. remember that at all. Peggy Sue Got Married, Okay, that's a good movie. I like it. Uh, Grindhouse. Then don't you've got it. Valley Girl, Matchstick Men. Valley Girl, um, Matchstick that was, my grandfather took me to see that. That it was, was 80, 1983. Yeah, ooh, wow. Grandfather. My grandfather took me to see so that. I remember, was still I remember alive sitting on his lap. <laughs> Ick, uh, <laughs> that's kind of gross. When you were, well, what, you were 86 years old, and he was no, 19, 118. 19. Match Sick Men, uh, 82%. Shadow yeah. of a Vampire in 2000, I don't remember that, 81%. Fast mm. Times at Ridgemont High. Wow. Hard to believe he was in that. 1982 and 79%. <laughs> you've got uh, Kick-Ass. Did you see Kick-Ass? Okay. No. 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 Uh, he was, I mean, I don't know that he was in a huge... And what's the prison breakout one, two-way? That was, I mean, you're down at the bottom early. Let's see if I can go by. Started, I'm going to go by. Hold on. I'm going to sort this by box the... office here. This is going to be fast. because He's got so much crap you've never heard of. Here we go. National Treasure Book, Book of Secrets, highest grossing ever yeah. oh. for him, $219 million. The Croods he was in as a voice. National tre National Treasure, 173 both, both million. I like those Treasures both. Yeah, the good. one and two are great. I think they got a yeah. three coming liked, out, too. I liked both of them, but no, they did not get good reviews. But I, I especially like the first one. Yeah. Uh, really good. G-Force, don't remember that. No, no I Ghost Rider. Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. That was a motorcycle rider on fire. With his head on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. Oh, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, uh, okay, which was this, it, this car theft stupid. movie with Angelina Jolie, I think, yeah, was in it. Looked um, 24%, very bad yeah. uh, ratings. Although I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, Family Man was a great movie, and for some reason I it only has 53%. love Family Man. I, I thought it was a great movie. That's uh, a great Christmas And movie. also another great movie he was in, and he was great in, was World Trade Center, which is one of those movies I can't watch mm. again mm -hmm. because I just don't want to relive the World yeah. Trade Center disaster. But he was great in that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Um, that got 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorcerer's Apprentice, Ghost Rider, I guess a sequel in 2012. Wind Talkers, uh, which is a war movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Matchstick Man. I think I remember seeing Matchstick Man and liking it. 8mm. Oh, God, 8mm was really dark. Oh, one of my favorite movies he was in. And I can't believe I didn't come up with this one right away. God. Lord of War. Have you seen Lord of War? Oh, yeah. No. Where he's selling all the weapons oh, and everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a total liberal, like, yeah. uh, you know, anti-weapons, evil war profiteering sure movie. But it's a great freaking movie, man. I, um, it's a true story-ish um, uh, about based. a guy um, uh, who, it's based on a true story. It, they, they, they change all the names, but... It's about a guy who he's, he's like a Russian immigrant and has no money and gets into the illegal arms trade mm -hmm. business and builds a mm -hmm. gigantic empire and, you know, goes and, you know, he's going around with all sorts of women and he's, you know, empowering, all, he's, you know, funding both sides of civil wars. It's a great Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, good. pretty good. Movie. And Con cool. Air, that's what I was thinking of. I know Con the Air. studio oh, Con keeps, Air is not bad. The studio keeps right. telling me The Rock, which that was with Sean Connery. That was okay. But Con, Con Air, Air I, Yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. That's a classic. Right. I, that's the one you think of, I think, to me. I, um, he is. The Weatherman. <laughs> that Weatherman was okay. Did you see that? I don't that was remember okay. that. Has he, he's done 438 movies. He has. He I does mean, everything because he's broke. He's done 70 yeah. movies. And he, 70? Okay. And he's what, 48 or something? But he, he has run into some serious, serious financial trouble in his lifetime because it, it, when you buy 14 homes around the world, you realize, well, maybe I'm not as rich as I thought I was. Unless, you know, you're Bill Gates, who could probably afford 14 homes. Nick Cage could not. He's and so 77th on the all-time top 100 stars at domestic box office. Though. Is he now? Now, you, you yeah. promised us this yesterday, and we never got to it. <laughs> uh, 
He is 77th yeah. with a total box office take of how much? Uh, let's get back to 77 again. Uh, two and a half, two and a half billion. Two and a half billion. That's impressive. Right? I yeah. mean, I haven't made two and a half billion dollars for anybody. <laughs> I, mean, I have, but I mean, barely. Barely? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm only at 1.9 billion. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I made a couple. <laughs> couple dollars, maybe? Mm -hmm. Couple. Two dollars? <laughs> um, okay, so you said that you were going to you were gonna compile the list, we talked read about the list of the biggest box office draws of all time. I, I have a list in front of me that now, says... I want to know... Leading, not adjusted for inflation. Leading actors... The figures represent total amount of domestic revenue generated mm. by all movie stars domestic, in their lifetime. Not worldwide, domestic. I'm going to say... Uh, number one. I'm going to say Tom Hanks is number one. And I'm going to say uh, uh, Tom Cruise is number two. You would be wrong. Well, who is it then? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, no, he is. He's not. No, he's not. What does that mean, he's not? It's not he's Samuel not. L. Jackson. No, he's not. Seven bill, over $7 billion. Samuel L. Jackson has not, has not made $7 billion for anybody. Now, Here's why. Now, he's like a support actor. Now, he's like the ninth now, to be fair, actor. They've got him listed here as 117 Marvel, movies. 117 movies, plus he doesn't star in any of them, except the snake in a plane thing. What? What has he ever driven? He's never driven a single movie in his life. Uh, uh, never. He apparently, he doesn't have to. Never. Well, uh, Pulp Fiction. I would call uh, that more probably uh, Travolta. Uh, so he was pretty strong in that. Willis was Willis in that. Yep. Yeah, Travolta and Willis were in that. Uh, I mean, Samuel L. is a good supporting guy. Who Who was number two? Frank Welker. Who? Frank Welker. Uh, what? Who's Frank Welker? Six billion seven hundred. <laughs> Who is Frank Welker? Who is Frank Welker? Yeah, that's my question. Who is oh Frank Welker? Oh my gosh! Come on, he's the voice of um, uh, Soundwave and Devastate. All the Transformer voices. No. Come no. on, Frank Welker. That, that does not count. Wait, he's a, that count. First of all, I, I'm with you on this. Voice one, guys do not count. Samuel L. Jackson, I think, counts. I mean, if he's in yeah, the. Yeah, I'm talking about lead actors. Well, people who bring people to the box about. office. Yeah, that's not what the list is talking about, but okay. that is nice that we're on different talking. lists, but <laughs> but okay. All right, so Frank Welker does not apply. Who's number three? Whatever. Who's third? Okay, number three, uh, Stanley. Okay, stop with the stop with the voice people. With what? Stanley who? Stan Lee. Oh, Stan, oh, Stan Lee. Lee. What? But he's not an actor, right? Are you he's talking been in all because those films. He's, he's in all of them? <laughs> get no, out I'm of here. I'm just telling you that's what the list that doesn't count. No, that's, yeah, that's kind of. All right, get to the first lead actor. Who is it? The first lead actor uh, on this Samuel list. Samuel L. Jackson is not. I know. But I mean, the I will say. First his... lead actor. The next is. Uh, is. Well, maybe Morgan Freeman at sixth. No, no. Morgan Freeman. Again, Morgan no, Freeman's a lead actor. Are you kidding me? Saw Shawshank Redemption. He was. He's one of the two. He's lead led actors. huge movies. No. no. Oh, he's please. A supporting guy in every. And, and a voice every, guy, really, more than anything. And a voice guy, more. Uh, yes. And then all the way down to number seven, our first lead actor, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And he's, how much money has he made voicing exactly right. characters? Hanks more than Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, domestically, yeah. Cruise is thirteenth. Yeah. The, a lot of Cruz's box office take comes from worldwide. Uh, I don't think he's quite as successful. And he's only he's made 42 movies. Uh, so. How many has Tom made? Tom Hanks? 54. Wow. Hmm. Wow. The thing with, with uh, Cruz is he doesn't really miss very often. We kind no, of have to cover right. the yeah, we just, that, That's yeah, what we got me about thinking about week. these guys making all the money. We're, yeah, we're running really late here, but let, let me give you this real quick before we go to break. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, top grossing movies of all time. Uh, number 10. Da -da -da. The other guys? 
Don't know it. Number nine, Kingsman, The Secret Service. It's the movie Just I talked out, about yeah. um, that, that has the crazy Wow, he was in that, too? Yeah, the crazy. Mm. he was the vi villain in that movie, which was the crazy. That. He's a villain in every were you, movie. Were you here for this, where he was the, he was the anti-global warming movie? Like, it's like against global warming. Like, the, the villain in the movie tries to justify his genocide through global warming. Because really? th since people aren't reacting to global warming, we're going to have to kill everyone ourselves. It's, it's like oh, an wow. anti-population bomb movie. It's unbelievable. Uh, then you've got Triple uh, X, which was The Rock, right? 142 mm -hmm. million. Django Unchained, 162 Great movie. million. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 259 million. Mm -hmm. uh, the Incredibles, voice, 261 million. <coughs> Iron Man 2, that. 312. Star Wars Episode 3, 380. Uh, 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 Avengers Age of Ultron, 457. Yeah, it adds up when you're riding the coattails of everybody else. And then number one, Marvel's The Avengers, <laughs> 623 million. Sick. Wow. So, there you go. Holy cow. So you want to apologize? No, I do not because he I mean, didn't Tom lead Hanks, any of those hello. movies. He brought no one to the box office. Tom Hanks voiced no a one. stupid toy nobody in went four movies nobody and made went billions. To, nobody went to the Avengers saying, man, I can't wait to see that new yeah. Samuel L. Jackson movie. That's a great no. point, though. The, the, Hanks is padded by the freaking Toy Story. That's stuff. right. He is padded a little bit. Uh, a lot! Yeah. Those are like three of the biggest movies of all time. <laughs> yes, he is. He's padded. So. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. You know, one thing I really believe. Uh, I believe Tom. I believe that uh, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> is not a lead actor. Mm -hmm. And I believe Americans should become more self-reliant and start to get off the grid. And sooner rather than later, uh, it's especially true today. These are, you know, pretty scary times, whether it's President Obama's refusal to uh, protect the power grid from terrorist attacks, which drives me out of my mind. It would cost us like $2 billion. Thank you for bringing these uh, solar panels in, <laughs> Jeffy. I appreciate that. Uh, or his attempts to bankrupt the coal industry, which is driving me out of my mind, or even a potential... EMP disaster. Again, it would take $2 billion to safeguard our system, our infrastructure from it. So we have to face the facts that our power grid is more vulnerable than it's ever been. That's why I'm urging everybody, all of my friends, all of my family to take immediate action. Prepare now for the coming power grid problems. Do this. Get a solar generator from Solar Solutions, from Solutions from Science. Their solar generators run quietly. Uh, EMT, they emit no, emit, not EMT, but they emit <laughs> no fumes. This is, they're pretty small, too. And I, look, look, look nice, at the size, uh, size of this thing. You just roll that puppy right around. Yes. That's you can't great. even hear that one. You don't yeah. have to be Hercules to move that no. thing around. It's an endless supply of electricity from the sun. Uh, it's, these are incredible. Just, they run some, uh, some pumps. Shortwave God. radios. I had the sump pump thing one computers. time in the basement, and yeah. I flooded the basement like three times. And the stupid thing just kept turning off. It was infuriating. This is—I definitely need one of these stupid. I things. haven't had ah. to use a sump pump, fortunately, for quite some time. Mm. But when you need one and you don't have any power, uh, you're gonna th you'd be happy that you have uh, one of these. Go to Pat Off Grid. It's PatOffGrid.com. Uh, to learn more, that's patoffgrid.com. Use the, the coupon code PAT for a special half-price offer. Go to patoffgrid.com right now. I can't deal with I know. stuff anymore. Oh. I can't deal with that. I just don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. And I know 
Everyone whines, like, I can't believe you're talking so badly about Trump. You stop talking about Trump. How dare you? <laughs> All right. That's I what get it. happens. You're going to complain about everything we do. This happens, though, every single primary season. Every single time. Every, because we all have our favorites in, in, in the Republican Party, and everybody wants their guy to do well, and nobody wants to hear anything bad about their guy. And, you know, then when it gets to the general, we're all on the same page. But during the primary, uh, not so much. And I, I don't fully understand how we can't all be on the same page. Everyone should be on the Ted Cruz bandwagon. <laughs> I don't understand like, it. If you come to us and say, you know what, I, I'm more of a Scott Walker guy. All right. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, hey, look, I really like Rand Paul or Marco Rubio. But yeah, it doesn't make sense when you say, well, Donald Trump's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy. We he's are the, the guy, guy who supported, who one. said uh, universal health care was a birthright. That's the guy <laughs> who's going to be the conservative for yeah, us. I, I, it's just, I, I, I just, I can't uh, even. So, you know what, I, that's why we're so talking So let's movies. talk movies. We're talking movies. I'm really More excited movies. about this one. going to see it this week. Uh, it's called The Gift, and um, I, I didn't... I haven't heard of this. Yeah, I didn't know much about it, but I'm hearing, like, ridiculously positive reviews on it. Really? It's got really good reviews on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Who's in it? What's it about? I, well, let's watch. Here's okay. the trailer. Mm -hmm. This is a mid-century modern home. This view is fantastic. The lighting is great. You like it? Yeah. Do you? This is good. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> I'm very happy. Adorable. Excuse me. Is your name Simon? Yes, sir. It is you. Hi. We went to school together. This is my wife, Robin. This, this is... I didn't get your name. Gordon Mosley. Uh, Gordo. Gordo? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry I didn't recognize you. It's been a very, very long time. Shouldn't have done Welcome home, smiley face Gordo. How do you think he got our address? That's an expensive bottle of wine. We should thank him. I believe that the bad things in life, they can be a gift. That guy's odd. He's a little socially awkward, but I can be like that. Gordo, hi. Hi. <laughs> After high school, and some people stay exactly the same. Thank you. He's delusional, thinks that we're friends. Thanks for a lovely dinner. Fish food. You don't find that a little troubling. I said that I wanted fish. And all the visits when you're alone. They used to call him Gordo the Weirdo. I think he's nice, and he's been very generous. What you're talking about is a one-sided friendship. You're essentially being forced into a breakup. There's no easy way to say this. Don't visit us anymore. It's not over. Simon, after all these years, I was willing to let bygones be bygones. What does that mean? I do not know. Can't be good. But it must mean something. Hello? Bygones be bygones after all these years. What the hell was that? <laughs> Gordo! What does bygones be bygones mean? It's over! Simon has a full file on him. You think he's been lying to you? Just tell me what happened. It's 25 years ago. I have no idea who you really are. Simon says, new house. Simon says, beautiful wife. Simon says, you think you're done with the past, but the past is not done with you. Mm. That was really good. Is that a, uh, uh, is it Jeffrey Blumhouse? Blum, Blum? Uh, Jason. Jason, Jason Blum. Blumhouse, yeah. Jason Blum from Blumhouse Productions. Yeah. And it looks like that's another one of his. Yes. Yeah. And He's doing a lot of cool stuff. Yes. Uh, that looks really interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, that, looks, that looks intense. So you think uh, initially Gordo's the bad guy, and then it looks more and more like perhaps. Mm. 
It's uh, what's his face from uh, whatever that was. <laughs> Arrested <laughs> Development. Uh, <laughs> and, no, way before that. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Jason Bateman. Yeah, Bateman. What was he from? He and his he's been in a million sister things. He's been, been yeah, great for yeah. a, a, a long. He, he's been doing a lot of sort he's of good. alternative sort of comedy stuff for a while, and did a lot of mm -hmm. uh, he, you know he's just great. He's great. I, I like him in everything he's in. Not, not everyone too. does. He's got that. He's got that sort of understated style, but it's he's just great. It's good and stuff. And, and this this looks really good. Yeah, getting, getting great reviews. So I'm gonna see it on Friday. I think. You know what wasn't good? This is a Fantastic Four. You saw this? Uh, not a good movie. Not not a good movie. And uh, you know, I mean it. Looked like it was going to be pretty good. Here's the trailer, and uh, it's deceiving. Oh, this is the old. Oh, this no. is the one from 1984. You don't have the new one. All right. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the actually the first one I didn't mind that much. Really? I thought it was better than this second piece of mess. Uh, but here's a look at the trailer from 94. Has it been that long? It's been 21 years already. Wow. Jeez. <sighs> oh, this oh. is not the one. No. Because yeah, that was in the 2000s. Oh, this was unreleased in 1994. So this is like wow. the, uh, the clown Holocaust movie we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Never saw the light of yeah. day, shockingly. Wow, 1994. Look how much the movies have changed. See that character right there? That's Samuel L. Jackson today. <laughs> he made a billion dollars off this movie. The Fantastic Four. Now, come on, this was some Two, kind of three, four. I like, I like that reveal there. Two, three, four. Uh, oh, my God. I can't believe how bad this looks. not for sale at any price. Uh, this is like a third grader did. Yeah. This can't be. This wasn't a, it's, no. it's new. It's not a serious. You know, even in 1994, they weren't doing movies like that. No. Maybe 1964. Uh, 54. 1944, perhaps. Wow, that's pretty bad. Wow, I, I do want to see it. Oh, oh. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I do want to see this. This looks horrific. We are such things as dreams are made of. Wow. So wait, really I thought they bad. did they do a movie in like just a few years ago that was the Fantastic Four. It wasn't like yeah. Jessica yeah, Alba. Yeah, it was 2005. It? 2005. Uh, okay, 2005. And they made I a think. sequel to it. So why are they rebooting well, it? Well, it was the one with Jessica Alba. Right. Yeah. I mean, anything with that, that's automatically good. I know. So was Jessica Alba in this one? Uh, yeah. She was? The one you no. saw? No. I mean, oh, no. Okay. That's no, 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 no. Okay. This good. is a whole new cast, and you don't know any of them. Except the one guy who plays the stretchy guy. What's <laughs> he? Is he Mr. Fantastic? It was stretch guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they called him anything when they picked out their names, but you got, you got the torch, you got the thing, you have the invisible girl or whatever she is. And then you got this stretchy guy who they don't really place a name on. And but he is played by the by this sort of villain and then kind of good guy in Divergent. You know who I'm talking about? I do not. Did you see Divergent? Did see Divergent. You did not see that. Okay, well then you wouldn't know. No. But he's so he's that's the only role I know him from. So I was having a hard time hmm. placing him in this movie because he was a good guy in this one and, and kind of a schmarmy not so good guy in uh, in Divergent, but it, it, it's the only other thing I've seen him in. I'm hearing that he's the the drummer, the main character in Whiplash. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fantastic in that movie. He's uh, a good actor. Yeah, I, I know exactly. Who you're good actor. About. Yeah, 
Um, so they're saying, why did they, why did it fail so badly? Not the 1994 one, but the one that uh, that yeah. just came out. No movie stars, as you kind of pointed out. There's no mm -hmm. big uh, star, but the guy from Divergent and Whiplash was in it. Um, then you've got it wasn't necessary. This is from Forbes. Okay, the film uh, it was necessary in that they didn't want the rights to revert back to Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in terms of audiences looking around for something to see last weekend, it wasn't the essential blockbuster of the no. season. Reviews were even worse than had it been predicted. It's a dour, colorless, lifeless, actionless entertainment dead zone. True. That was too violent and scary for kids. So if you're going to go and make it, you know, uh, maybe not that exciting, you kind of make it kid-friendly, maybe you at least get somebody there, but no. Mm -hmm. And also, the world didn't need another Fantastic Four movie because it's not <laughs> loved like some of the other ones like Batman or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which also, by the way... Not really that loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're here. Uh, not by <laughs> anybody over 12. Just, just to annoy anyway. the cameraman, I said that one. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I mean, I, I don't know why you guys couldn't remember Miles Teller is the guy from Divergent and Fantastic Miles, Miles Teller, Teller, yes, thank you. I don't know why. I mean, Miles, he was great. He's a household name. Though, he right? is a good actor. And he was, he was good uh, in Divergent uh, yeah. and He's in good Insurgent, in too, in the, in the newest one. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Did you see that, Insurgent? And detergent? Did you see that? Mm -hmm. I'm about uh, to see detergent. That's the third. I bet you detergent's a lot better than insurgent, mm -hmm. I'll tell you mm -hmm. that. I didn't think insurgent was bad. I, uh, that's my go to joke on that one. Triple H, 727 bet. You know what? I'm sticking by it. And I don't care how many times I have to do it. Eight seven two seven back for mental floss twelve vintage school supplies that you can still buy. This is kind of surprising to me because I I remember in the eighties and nineties uh, I was a little past school myself, uh, but uh, my kids had to have trapper keepers. Oh yeah, I remember those? Oh, Apparently I they're still available. Mm -hmm. Did you use trapper keepers? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I bet yeah. you did. That was a cool thing to have. Yeah, uh, you had to have your trapper keeper. And, and they were, uh, I mean, super popular. It was tough to get them in the store sometimes, if I remember correctly. They're pretty cool. I mean, they're basically like a, a status organizer. Yeah. By, yeah. by, you know, the time uh, my kids rolled into middle school, they had to have them. Or you were just uncool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's why we took them out of school. So I was going to thank you. Your whole motivation with homeschooling is about keepers. based on the trapper keeper? Trapper keepers. Yeah. They were I'm like not. a personal organizer. They were pretty cool. I actually wouldn't mind having a trapper keeper today. Maybe I'd bring that in to roll that one into the uh, to the offices. <laughs> I'd love to see you with a trapper keeper. That'd be cool. That'd be great. They had little folders in there. You had little notebooks in there. Yeah. You had a place for your pens and your, I mean, a calculator. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm in. Um, Where's the trapper keeper? It's called an iPad. Uh, you don't need the trapper. And everything is kept inside hmm. uh, a digital format there. So hmm. Never noticed that. Before. Yeah, yeah. It's called an iPad. There's been some advancements, apparently. Uh, Lisa Frank stuff. Do you remember this? Not at all. Uh, girls had to have everything in uh, everything Lisa Frank. Do not, do not remember it. Do not remember this craze. What, what year was this? Anyone know? Uh, 1865. Early 90s. Early 90s. Okay, or yeah, the see, early was, 1990s. One I of was in two. high school. I wasn't too much into the kitty. No wonder calendars. you didn't have Lisa Frank yeah. stuff. <laughs> Quite the, uh, <laughs> Stu showed up at school with Lisa Frank <laughs> stickers, notebooks, and you trapper almost, keeper. I kind of do feel like I would <laughs> recognize it. That doesn't, it doesn't seem even like mildly no, I don't. familiar. Uh, some, something else. Here's number. Th 
Uh, did they have that oh, name? Uh, there's did they have that a name late? lot of jokes, but, but I'm going to let them go. So I was going to say the early, eight, the early 90s, eight, 1890s, did they have those? Number three, I've never heard of either. Yikes pencils? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what that is. Year? I, got a year on that one? Anyone remember Yikes pencils? Early 90s. Yikes! Again, early okay. And there's just pencils that said, yikes, <laughs> on them. <laughs> what? I don't know. That is dumb. I do remember these, though. Eraser mate pens. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you? Uh, yep. Uh, remember, you remember you can erase a pen. I remember that was pretty yep. cool. Uh, that actually That's worked pretty, pretty cool. cool. And again, I don't know why they would go away. Like, that seems like an advancement that just isn't around as much anymore, but it was actually better yeah, than the thing we used. But you can still get them, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sketch scented markers. Again, I... They debuted in the mid-1960s. I don't remember ever having a scented mm. marker. Uh, they were on every kid's back-to-school wish list. Not mine. Well, Je <laughs> Jeffy uses them all Jeffy, the time. Jeffy, you use them? sniffing markers all the time. Yeah. I assume they're, they're scented, right? They are. <laughs> I like they it. They are. I actually like the scent <laughs> of the Sharpies. Really? Yeah. Oh, the regular yeah. Sharpies? Yeah, yeah. What they about just regular crayons? The crayons guy. Oh, the, cra the Crayola you know, crayons. You know who? Yeah, you know who loves crayons is uh, what makes you think of that is uh, Jack Harris in Tampa, Florida. Ah, oh, Jack. He lo he keeps a box of crayons in his one top dresser drawer so he can smell them ever so often. That's a fact. That's a little inside Jack Harris news. Wow, Jack Harris, by the way, morning show host uh, WFLA in Tampa, our the mothership, our home station when we launched mm -hmm. Crayola crayons. I did not know that about Jack. He's a crayon sniffer. It's interesting. It's an interesting development. <laughs> I like it, too, because it reminds me of childhood. I think most of yeah. us probably can yeah. relate to that because, you know, we used them when we were kids, and then so that smell kind of reminds and us. And now just think our kids bit. are going to grow up smelling, oh, that smell of an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although my kids have, we have like 9,000 yes. boxes of crayons. I, yes. Mm -hmm. We have more crayons than I ever had in my entire oh. childhood, and they all have them right now. Like right. every crayon I ever used my entire childhood, if you put them in one compartment, not would even not close. even be half as much as they have right now. Yeah, these kids mm. these days, huh? Yeah, Kay. good point. Someone to find I've got everything that's spoiled, <laughs> right, little they brat. Do. How do both of you say it? Crayons? 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 Crayons. Okay, you were saying it like crayons. You were saying crayons, crayons. almost. Crayons. Hmm. How do you say it? Crayons? Okay, crayons. Right. Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of I would say I slur the probably two syllables of it. All right, the crayons really go deep, but I go crayons. How do you say mayonnaise? Mayonnaise? Mm -hmm. Do you say mayonnaise? No. No. Okay. Mayonnaise. 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 Mm -hmm. Mayonnaise is. I forget. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip that joke. Jelly roll pens uh, are here. <clears throat> Uh, I don't remember these either. Me neither. Uh, they're still available, however. It was in 1984. You'd think this would be a thing I would remember. I was a, I had a lot of the 80s stuff. Um, jelly roll? Uh, but I uh, don't remember that one. Hmm. Never heard of them. Pencil I mean, usually grips? I'm a fan of jelly rolls, but... <laughs> That's because you're um, oh, overweight. overweight. Um, what I was thinking. How about pencil grips? I do remember these. Yep. Yes. I do remember the pencil supposed grips. supposed to adjust the to a child's grip so they could write the proper way, yeah. or at least uh, make all those R's pass by. Uh, you know, by at least making your finger feel better. It's a girly thing. So. The multicolor pens, you remember these? These, again, another innovation that's actually better than the thing they currently no use. No kidding. Uh, you yeah. have four colors of pen and instead of one. Why the hell would and you have that? And one thing. That's, that's a freaking fantastic I do remember idea. those. Here's and what I remember. They still exist. And they still exist. You pop them down, you get a red pen, you get a black pen, you get a blue pen, you get a green pen. <laughs> really yeah. And the help. technology is exactly the same, right, yeah. as we remember it. They haven't changed uh, right. it at all. Yeah. Like of course, every, what are you going to do with a like, pen? You really shouldn't pick up a pen that isn't a multicolor <laughs> pen. Like, it's just dumb that there's pens that aren't multicolor <laughs> pens. <laughs>
Like, that's my that's my. Mind you, always give me a blue pen. Just push the black. Just pull one the blue. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. How about this one? Pencil toppers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I remember these. Pencil yeah. topper. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, why did elementary school girls choose to stick tiny nude trolls onto? Oh, I do remember that. Mm. I do. That is. Uh, that's stupid. Okay. That's stupid. Don't pa do it. Do you Stop doing Papa it. Papa point pencils? I do not remember. I this don't. At all. I don't at all. No, they don't look familiar to me. Um, uh, how about tiny erasers? How oh, useful yes. were these super small erasers? Can't remember, but I do remember that I could never resist buying them, according to the person who wrote this at the school store. Now you can get 500 of them for under 10 bucks on Amazon. Mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mental Floss ends their list with pencil boxes. These I definitely remember. We still have these stupid things everywhere. Yeah, they're, I mean, they work. Pencil boxes? Yeah, we have some of those at yeah. all. Uh, so box. there you go. Mm, all right. Mm -hmm. You can use those for all wonderful you know, good containers. Let's take a quick break. Come back on the other side. Should uh, we? You want to? I think we got a spoon know. segment coming up. So uh, wait, what? Why right? the hell? Don't we? We break, break, break. Go to break. Food's coming. Ah, break. Commercial. Go to commercial. There is food go. On the way. Go. Food. Turn the music off. Turn it off. Spoons. <laughs> All right, a very short spoons today because we have uh, not a lot of time and a lot of food. So we're, we have five different kinds of cereal. We're testing them out today. Um, we're starting off with chocolate cooked toast crunch. Oh, we were supposed to start with a chocolate? Yes. Um, and why, are, why are you already eating? Yeah, well, I thought we were going to start um, off with this one over here. Mm -hmm. Overweight. Um, chocolate toast crunch is the uh, cinnamon toast crunch variant. They also have, I think, a French toast crunch. That sounds good, French toast crunch. Mm. This is good. Chocolate. Yeah. It's um, similar to like a Cocoa Puffs vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in. Pretty, pretty chocolatey. Cereal. Yeah. They're okay. okay. Yeah. There you go. Chocolate Toast Crunch. Jeffy? I wouldn't run out and buy them. Uh, my kids will eat them. Not bad. Yeah. yeah um, next up, we've got Star Wars cereal. Now, All right. Star Wars cereal is interesting to me, Pat, because... Mm -hmm. um, largely because it has... I don't see any relevance to Star Wars in the actual product. It's just Lucky Charms. Like, they're but, saying that No, these, they're shaped no. like... That's shaped like one of the Star Wars vehicles. Yeah. They got all kinds of different Star Wars things. And they have marshmallows in them. Okay. You know what this tastes like? It's pretty good. Fruity pebbles. Yep. Now, this with the marshmallows. marshmallows. We have fruity pebbles. Okay. I can mm. get into it. There's yeah. not a lot of marshmallows. I like that's those a little better. disappointing. But they're not great. They but taste that's just like good. fruity pebbles, though. I mean, they're not bad. Same vibe. And they've got a uh, Yoda, a R2D2, Jedi Starfighter. Jedi Starfighter, um, Stormtrooper, mm -hmm. and lightsabers for all the marshmallows. So I guess that's how they're justifying it, being Star Wars. Um, and it's a limited edition box. They, you can't just get these anywhere. These are right. only right here and whatever. Uh -huh. Okay, um, next up we have uh, Minion cereal. We're talking a lot about movies today. <laughs> Minion cereal, I believe, is this one here. The movie, by the way, Minions, by themselves, without the villain and guy, whatever his name is. What's the villain's name? Despicable Me. Yeah. Uh, without him, the Minions... Brought in $302 million. <laughs> they don't need that freaking guy. Yeah, they don't. $302 million? It'd be a despicable Cost $75 million to make. So that's a pretty successful franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, maybe something else. Mm. Are these like a... It's a banana, I think. Banana. Mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. More banana with milk, maybe. I guess we could that's really good. Banana berry flavor, they say. 
Now, I'm very similar in uh, texture mm. and crunchiness to Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Chocolate Toast Crunch. Or a Life cereal, but tastier mm. than like a boring Life oh without God. being flavored. Mm -hmm. You know, the Life cereal that isn't sugared is unedible. <laughs> it's like you're eating chopped up cardboard. Life Isn't all Life cereal have some sugar in the middle? There's no Life cereal without sugar. Yeah, the, the original Life was not flavored sugar-wise. It wasn't sweetened. Now it's sweetened. Really? Mm-hmm. The one I've always had is like the squares. Like if you break open a square, yeah, because you're life, 12 years old. It has the little sugar crystals. You can see them inside, right? Not the original. Not the original. Really? I did not mm -hmm. know that. I thought that was the only one they had. Uh, next up, we have uh, ch uh, chocolate Lucky Charms, which are magically lucky, delicious. Lucky Charms. We assume we have milk all over this. I have like I've got it everywhere because we're trying to do this fast. <laughs> well, I want some milk with that chocolate. Lucky and really, we have right, almost three minutes left. We got plenty of time. All right, I need to walk over and give Jeffy some milk here because he's. Um, Overweight. <laughs> you know, you're, you're almost starting to get a complex, maybe. Chocolatey Lucky Charms are Thank you. magically delicious. Oh, Do you yeah. like them? Mm -hmm. I, don't, yeah, I feel good. like the, the, the marshmallow chocolate vibe does not, I mean, I guess that's a good vibe. You don't like yeah, marshmallows. Man. You ever had chocolate marsh ice cream? Stu does not like marshmallows. Mm. These aren't real marshmallows, though. These are Lucky Charms. They're totally different. Okay. Oh, and then, okay. Okay. So I think those are pretty good. Mm. You like them or not? Yes. That's something that probably uh, your small children would love. Mm -hmm. Do you do you let them eat sugary cereal? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Good. I'll tell you when good. I grew. Yes. Yes. When good. I grew up as a kid, <laughs> my mom, you know, tried to raise me eating things that were healthy, mm -hmm. and the thing I craved more than anything was freaking sugary cereal. I wanted all, all of them. And never oh. got. I could never have them. Yeah. So when I got when I grew up. Uh, when I got a little older, I went to my grandma's house every summer, and she would actually buy me, like, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, the Captain Crunch Normal, Captain nice. Crunch Peanut Butter. I like the Captain I'm still a big Captain I Crunch I love guy. Captain Crunch. Oh, God, it's so good. So good. And, and then when I, as I became an adult, I'm like, why the hell don't I have a sugary cereal in my house all the time? So the <laughs> one that I've been eating a lot of lately is the Captain Crunch, again, sprinkled donut. Yeah, which of tastes, course. Uh, of course. It's freaking Naturally. awesome. Because what are you going to eat other than Captain Crunch sprinkled donut? They're awesome. You know what I mean? There's a cake batter ice cream. All right. Uh, Frosted Krispies. Oh, yeah. Now, these have been around. I thought this was a good one to leave to last because we asked uh, producers to go out and get us a bunch of the new cereals so we could try to taste test them. This one mm -hmm. is new uh, in about 1990. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has it been no. out that long? Frosted Krispies no. have been out forever. Really? Yes. Oh, they've been out forever. They're also right. delicious. Um, and so this is just Rice Krispies, only they're, they're frosted. Sugared. They're frosted. Do you remember Frosted? They had Cocoa Krispies. They had a bunch of those different ones that came out. I think they're, still, they're all still out. Um, but the, I like these a lot. You know what this is? This is just Rice Krispies. And then I'd take my spoon and I'd jam it into the sugar bowl. And then I'd pour the sugar into my... Frost in my Rice Krispies, and that's what this essentially is. Jeffy, uh, best cereal of the bunch, what'd you say? Uh, chocolate marshmallow. The, cho oh, the chocolate, uh, yeah, they were pretty good. I, that one yeah. might be my favorite, It's too. pretty good. I like, I like the, the banana one a lot, too. I like the Minions, too. Mm -hmm. But I, I noticed they've gone soggy Real very, soggy, very real fast. fast on the Minions. Yeah. You got to be careful of that with every cereal. Yeah, yeah and you know, it happens a lot with, um, with the Krispies as well. Best format for crunchiness, I think, would be probably the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. They always make mm -hmm. it. Mm. Star Wars, the, uh, we'll go back to Star Wars for a couple bites. Mm. Mm. See you tomorrow. Oh, I want to go back to the other box.